just that we don't have a culture of players retiring, Bora. I mean, at the moment, we are sitting pretty in the World Test Championship, top of the ladder. Yeah. To... So call it now. Uh, That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. My name is Vida, and this is Sri Lanka Cricket Podcast, a podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sohan. How are you doing, Bora? Good, Vida. Doing good. Good to be here recording another episode. Cricket's kicked off. Um, we're into our second round after the New Year break. So, Ashes at the final stages and cricket in Sri Lanka is happening well as well. So, Sri Lanka play in Zimbabwe. Let's have a chat regarding that. Yeah, there's a few news stories to cover today. Um, we have a reverse decision from Bhanuka Rajapaksha. He has reversed his decision um, after meeting the sports minister Nama Rajapaksha. And Zimbabwe are in Sri Lanka. And as we speak, Zimbabwe has won the toss and batting first in the first one-day international at Pallikale. And Sri Lanka under-19s are in West Indies playing in the under-19 Cricket World Cup and they won their first game against Scotland. In international news, uh, Kohli decided to step down from the test captaincy as well after their series loss to South Africa. And in the Ashes series, England are chasing a target of 271 um, down in, uh, in Tasmania and they are none for 64 as we speak. So we go to Sri Lanka and start with Banuka Pura. It has yeah. been an eventful couple of weeks. He gave a letter to the cricket board saying that he wants to retire on January 3rd and um, a couple of days ago he met with the sports minister and reversed his, his uh, decision and uh, now he's back in the selection mix. Yeah, um, Banuka, I guess it's a funny, not funny thing. I think the, the time around all this, what happened was first, I think um, we talked about it. Not a lot of cricket in, they're going to start doing the fitness tests and all that. So I think the challenge was for the players was to meet the new targets. So that could be the running uh, test as well as the skin falls. Um, so um, I think, don't know what the circumstances were, but Banuka announced his retirement as well as Angelo Pereira, another domestic player, he announced his retirement and could be the powers of social media or could be what's around it. But uh, the sports minister had a chat with Banuka and I think maybe common sense prevailed and um, mm. they had a good chat and maybe he saw some light in the conversation as what's going to happen. Um, and he's, I think he's withdrawn his um uh, retirement. What I see is, uh, I know, I mean, I was pretty impressed going back into fitness and looking, I mean, we've seen what I've read in the media is some of the players have run some of the tests yeah. within you know, um, pretty good uh, timings. I mean, there were a few boys running between seven and a half minutes, a 2K time trial, which is a pretty good effort, I think. So they, they are, that means training to hit those standards. Well, I guess I think we talked about having uh, there might be certain exemptions for the tests and looks like they've given tolerance levels depending on a case by case basis. So it's not a scenario where if you can't meet it, you're you know banned or you can't yeah. make it. It's just you you got to step back and somehow work towards getting it back. So Barnuka's one was a I think it's a good at least it's a good set that he's back in the mix. So he needs to work on. I mean. 
he came he's on in social media came about on the importance of fitness so i don't see the turnaround now sadly for retirement it can't be a fitness thing i hope i hope not it's not a fitness thing with the retirement it has to be something else because on social media we've seen his he, he worked getting fitter on social media hit the time trials yeah. made it back and it was a good comeback and now um the distractions around what happened so those players he's in the mix but i don't think he'll be available for this series i don't no, think so um, no not for this series but he'll he'll make a comeback at some stage when he hits those marks so he gets his rest or recovery he needed for the zimbabwe series or the exemption he was really requested pretty much comes mm-hmm. in a different avenue but yeah he'll be back in the mix which is what we want um the rest of the players will have to hit the benchmarks as well sri lanka cricket has come out and announced few changes when it comes to retirements of the players as well yeah um they have put out a statement saying that if you are considering retirement you'll have to inform them before 3 months uh, which is sensible thing because you know selectors have a plan for the future yeah. for the future tournaments for the world cups and all that so it's fair on from their side as well you know banuka is someone who was in their plans for the ne- at least for the next couple of years in my thinking so it must have come as a surprise for them as well um yeah yeah so i reckon as you said i think the common sense has prevailed and uh, yeah. hopefully we'll see him down here in australia for the t20s uh, against australia bora <laughs> Yeah good uh I'll coming back into those clauses or what the changes the cricket board has sent I think it's more if it, it's in favor of the cricket board how to look after like I know to say um it's good that the player the board to know 3 months ahead what the players uh, intentions are but I think it's also a longer period um because hmm. unless Sri Lanka is playing you know regular cricket and the players are regularly in the mix that's a fair chance but some of the fringe players like we've seen players who were not there in the mix suddenly come back and play so how are they going to you know time it and say look in the next 3 months i'm going to retire and if if a player says in the next 3 months i'm going to retire come the end of the next or the uh, the period and they at their peak yeah. just the cricket board select them and play them saying okay you you need to play another year because you're at your best are they going to say that or are they going to say sorry you given us 3 months retirement i can't pick you now you know and a player sometimes might you know how it is uh, form um how how quickly it changes you, at one stage you're thinking i should retire um and then suddenly turn around you're playing international cricket back in back for your country there are so many players who who's had it Wait, so few comebacks yeah you come back how does that reflect i, I don't i don't see I, it's it's not black and white it's not clear it's gray yeah, it's a so, bit of a gray area uh, i know so then and a player might you know at the end of 3 months they were on the super roll i want all right i'm going to play for the next year you know yeah uh, so and knowing the sri lanka oh knowing the boards around you know, if it's um this is where i see the the other side of the fence the positive sides were like it's good we like it's good to manage and we know how things are but how do you manage a scenario like that a player in the next 3 months you know what's going to happen he might drop form and then whoever yeah. they are thinking in the next few months do they give him <laughs> sorry and in your retirement we are not going to pick you so um 
two sides to the coin there. Um, yeah. Also, I, uh, I saw that scenario about uh, what I like is if players have retired and they need to be considered, they need to play 80% of the no domestic cricket. That's yeah. a good, that's, I think that's a real reasonable yeah. one. Make sure there is domestic tournaments for the players to play. So that's yeah. reasonable. It's had values for the domestic setup. But what it's going to do with that, I think, because a lot of the boys haven't signed central contracts yet. Um, if these clauses are going to come in, we might have another standoff or another delay in players, We, you know, being fearful of signing contracts. Um, unless yep. there is a bit more clarity on what's happening. It's a scenario where it's a relationship within the board and the players, and it, it becomes a player, direct player involvement. Like in the past, we've seen it's not an overall player, player's point of view. It becomes personal. It becomes they direct all the top players and say it's more on them kind of. I mean, the last few years, I mean, a year off, it was... Dimuth, Angelo and Thierry and you know it became a more scenario of those three rather than overall player concept yeah. so um, we are I mean we are heading sl- slowly back into that and uh, it could have been a hasty decision I mean the board wanted to stop players exiting suddenly and they suddenly put it not even thinking they probably try to adjust it you know, having you know more, adv- more advice from the legal teams around it because yeah. if players haven't signed contracts, how do you suddenly enforce something like that? You know, mm. um, so it's a. I think it's a very interesting topic. Uh, sitting from the players' side of things, that's how I saw it. I think you um, you spot on from the administration or management side of things. So it's easier. We know this is my pool of players that I need to look and invest on and work towards. Um, yeah. Imagine Ranganahera, right? Yeah. He was playing um, county cricket, right, before his second coming or second uh, scenario. Yeah. Imagine if this swing was in place and he says, all right, um, you, they say you can't go play you know, club cricket in England or county cricket. He was playing club cricket in England. So yeah. he's playing for Saturday. They would have said, yeah. yeah. They would have said, um, if this was in place, Ranga Nehirat would have had to give her a letter in the next three months or six months. Um, I've got to go there and play. And then what did, yeah. what would they have selected him thinking, hey, sorry, Ranga Nehirat said he's retiring in three months and you've got to look at another player and then things would have been different. Yeah, Ranga Nehirat, yeah. you know, Golden Era came back on that scenario. No, no. I... I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I'm just uh, thinking of certain scenarios where players have come back and you know has been good comebacks i think you're right it's just that we don't have a culture of players retiring bora you know yeah. not many players of sri lanka has retired from international cricket you know they yeah. some did yeah. but most of the players they just fade um, into the history into right the we don't have a culture of uh, players retiring like giving a player a series okay this is your last series like by morally had yeah. it mahela had yeah. it sanga had it but other than that, um, we don't have a culture like that. So maybe it's a, it's un, you know, uncharted territory for our administrator as, so. as well. So you know, because so. Isurudana suddenly decided, okay, I'm gonna give it up and I'm not gonna yeah. play international cricket anymore. So maybe this is their way of saying, you know, we have to put a stop to Process this to through. control yeah. it. Yeah. So when you look at it from both sides that's what you know i'm thinking i'm putting the hat of a, a administrator you know they must yeah spot that. on 
yeah, yeah so i think it all falls back into the communication channels that players or administrators or even the mayor like the coaching staff have to open up like if you know okay this is my fringe players into the t20 circuit my fringe players into test and one day or you know yeah. that's that open that pool up and say look we'll we'll be you'll be in contention we can't suddenly close shop and say we, you're we are focusing on young players you're not in the mix and then when they start looking when that mature crew start looking at what are the overseas assignments that they can play which is um, IG, um, your t20 circuits you could your car yeah. you know your um, um circuit cricket which is in england or australia melbourne players have more options now isn't it they have options so they got yeah. to plan their next year of financial income what's yeah. going to come in i mean as uh, in sri lanka if not a lot of players have hold central contracts or domestic contracts that means they've got to seek financial avenues and they have that yeah. security i think it needs to be looked into a bit more further before um tightening you know scenarios like that if the players are contracted and they've gotten um, a source of income that is you know aligned with sri lanka cricket and where they've got to um, be attached you know train perform do what not with the, within the board it's yeah i think it's all right but if not i think it's just it opens a lot of <laughs> scenarios which goes back and forth you know we have to find a midpoint where it benefits Sri Lanka cricket overall. Yeah, hopefully they'll meet halfway and uh, resolve things and, uh, you know, and take a decision. Have a coffee, drink, you know, <laughs> have that coffee and yeah. um, sugarless coffee. And then... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, move on to Sri Lanka versus Zimbabwe news, Bora. This series yeah. is the three one-day matches series. It's very yeah. important for us because um, we need the points in the one day international super league so yeah where we when we last played against Zimbabwe in 2017 we played five one days and we lost the series it was a tight series yeah. and um, we have been doing well at home uh, in the last few months i think we should get the maximum points out of this series and uh, in the team news we have a debutant today Chamika Gunasekara a fast bowler yeah. who's playing for NCC and he has done well in A-team cricket. He took a six for against Pakistan A, so that might have earned him a call to the national team. It's good to see the new fast bowlers breaking into the national team. Uh, this series, I want them to win 3-0. Yeah. Your thoughts? Yeah, I think um, I'll just go back into the rankings and the points scenario. That's something which has we just thrown out these dead rubber matches now um, mm. where teams have to win and get those points on on the bigger picture of uh, qualifying into um, the ICC World Cups or Test Championships. So yeah. um, it, it does go a long way. Um, so that's a good thing that has happened. Um, I know playing against Zimbabwe... Some might say it's an easy series, but still you got to get points on the board, win that, so it goes up. I mean, at the moment, we are sitting pretty in the World Test Championship, top of the ladder, yeah. two, two games, two wins, England's at the bottom, you know. Um, so call it now, uh, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> give us, finish it up, give us the championship, you know. That's something 
the ICCS, I think those are certain changes that they review with within those committees, how to improve the game or make it more, you know, um, the viewers can watch an example and then make it more competitive. So um, that'll be, that's good for cricket overall. Um, yeah. Chamika Gunasekara, a boy from NCC, I think he's um, went to Ananda College and mm. ended up at NCC. Um not sure if he's bowling from the SSC end or is he has he given been given the short end on the other side? Or we'll have to chat, ask some of the. I mean, Angelo Pereira probably knows which end uh, Charmika's yeah. bowling from. Um, another NCC boy got gotten into the mix, so that's good good news. Um, as a fast bowler, I think he's at the right um, ground to you know learn bowling on crew pitches, uh, which sometimes. Sometimes in the morning does assist the fast bowlers, but a lot of the times it's a good yeah. batting track. So you've got to learn the art of, you know, especially in one-day cricket, keeping it tight, especially with, uh, you probably know, the NCC um, club rooms or where the main pavilion is, very short, square. Yeah. Um, got to be smart enough to bowl to those at NCC, um, but it's a big learning curve for him. I think it's a very early career of him in uh, first-class cricket. But yeah. For a fast bowler, sometimes um, that's almost a given. Right? They tend to test if you got the speed and if you if you are performing at the early stage, try to get him in that mix so he learns it. I All eyes would be on him. I think he's opening the ball in with Nuan Pradeep. Yeah. Um, few Sri Lankans in the past have had good debuts against Zimbabwe. So yeah. hopefully Chamika Kunasekara can follow suit and get some wickets. Um, uh, but I think also looking into the squad mix, Jeffrey Vandersay has gotten another uh, goal. Which is, um, I think it's good. It bo- I mean it's competitive. He's I mean he's up against one of the best T20 or ODI bowlers we've got in the modern mm. era with Vanidu Hasaranga, but. Um, because Vanidu's batting is so strong, it's almost like can, you, you can't afford to play two leg spinners. Yeah. And if they're different in variety, it gives him an opportunity. I think Jeffrey's earned his place amongst the spinners group by, you know, putting in those performances, um, especially in the... Because I think Tamil Union was the only team that ended up playing most games, but he got yeah. a lot of fighters in that. So yeah. would have been ahead of the picking order. And then... I think he got a six for in a SLPL game. Yeah. Well. So, um, like we say, you're remembered by the last game. Last couple played. of performances. Yeah. yeah, he was up there. Janit Lienegi, very unfortunate. I'm he be hearing that he had COVID. Not so, only him. Um, um, yeah, Kusal Pereira's not there. And Avishka Fernandu, Tester Pazi, Dananji De Silva, he's on paternity leave. Lahir Kumar. Yeah. He failed the fitness test. They named and shamed them in the team sheet. <laughs> yeah, I don't agree with that. I think um, maybe that me it, it goes out to the media. I, this is where I think from a management point of view, with where we got to um, have a bit more tighter control, look after our players. Like, oh. you know, okay, these, are, these players are not available. I mean, you don't put it out to the media. He's not fit. He can't make it. That's yeah. within our house, our problems. We'll fix it up, you know. Um, it was like a the, report card, Bora. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to justify everything out into the media. That's something that I don't know, just to make you feel good, you don't have to do it. 
players, yes, he's he's not ready to play this series. He yeah. got certain things to work on, you know. Um, so that's a few things that we can improve from, which is going into the media point of view. Um, I think, or in teams or in Australia and England, even players when they release, you know, a lot of players report into the media in terms of their, their local newspapers, blogs. Uh, Twitter accounts or even reports, they are generally filtered through a media, you know, uh, yes. person yeah. overseas. Everything. The, Everything. Yeah, what, yeah, what goes into the media? Is it okay? Can you approve? Even some, you know, sometimes certain disappointments, even some players might say, look, I'm not happy about what's happening. But even those are read through and if it feels, yes, they're good enough, it goes up. So, yeah. Um, we need to invest a bit more on those um, uh, uh, positions at the board because it's becoming an increasingly um, very, I think, how do you say, it's becoming a big position to manage, especially with social media um, being yeah. more active, you know. Um, going back to COVID, I'm, I'm not sure what the setups are in Sri Lanka with over here, COVID uh, times have, or the isolation periods have changed, like really? it's shorter now. Yeah. Um, I mean, Travis said, for example, got COVID, but it's a seven day quarantine. It's period. only seven days now, yeah. yeah. Even it if you had COVID. COVID. Yeah. So I'm not sure whether the, it's uh, in Sri Lanka, whether it's a seven day period, or we actually still stay on that 14 day period, or we just, you know, block that yeah. player out. He doesn't open up any. Um, chances of spreading yeah. or infections uh, period so um, and maybe yeah I don't know unless it's um, the fact he can't make it if it, if it happened here yeah, I think Janit Linege would have been in isolation and be ready to play the second or third second one. yeah yeah but, you know, I don't know how it yeah, yeah. so because it's well, been it, Bit, bit time now since they've announced he's at COVID. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been a week, I think. I mean, we talk about uh, luck in cricket. Yeah. You know, you have to be at the right place at the right time. Exactly. Talking about luck, I think Usal Mendes, you know, he's done everything he has to do. He scored runs and now he's yeah. opening batting today. He's bigger keeping as well, Bora. So, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah. yeah, cricket, you know, sometimes. You can do everything you can do to get selected or, you know. Um, Certain social but, media hints work your way as well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, sometimes you need a little bit of luck. So, yeah. and you're playing against Zimbabwe. If you, if you get a good start, you have 50 hosts to bat. You can make it big. And um, not only Kusal Mendes, Kamidu Mendes. Remember, I was talking about him a few months ago. He's someone... Yeah. You know, I'm excited to see yes. in the white ball setup. So this yeah. is another opportunity for him. He's batting at yeah. number three. Dinesh Chandiwal wow. once again. So this is this is good. Like we, there's yeah. lots of com um, competition for places. Yeah. So every time these players score runs, the guys who are sitting out, every yeah. time they come back, they have to perform. Otherwise, because it's a young team, exactly. you you gotta perform. You know, so which is a good thing. I, I don't yeah. mind this. Now, nah, yes, but you're you're right when you say that. And I like to touch base on those players. And we, I mean, if the performance are not up to scratch, you know how social media goes to town in terms of saying yeah. why we picking these players. But 
those players have been the top performers in the last domestic tournament or last tournament leading up into this. So they earn their way back in. Kamidu yeah. um, uh, Mendes is a good sign-in. Um, or, sorry, not a, yeah. I'll need to refrain from the word sign-in. From LPL, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, is a good mix to have in the 11. Um, number three, yeah, we've got Charit Asalanka, he'll probably bet, I don't know, maybe he's betting number five if he's if Kamidu's uh, at number three. Um, I wonder where Chandima will bet. Maybe they've banked him now at that number six position coming off a strong or oh, that, you know, LPL performance that he put in. Yeah. Um, so this is, I think, the best or oh, the group we have. I can't think mm. anyone outside these channels who mm. should be there. Um because no, I can't think of anyone putting in that runs or, or you know, putting their hands up. So yeah. um, let's keep an eye out on this. Yeah. Um, I think in the back end, with the, um, there is also a domestic tournament, which I think I think we were looking for what's the yeah. tournament that's going to happen. There seems to be a domestic tournament trickling in and yep. playing um a five I team think, uh, limited over tournament i think yeah that's, also it's limited yeah plan. limited overs there you go yep yeah. so that's but, more yeah. Quick that... we'll, yeah we'll hear more i mean what what we can do is for we can do a quick uh, wrap up of the one day game even in a couple of days we can do yep. a review like we did in the world cup so we can yep. release uh, um, a short episode so we can talk about those things uh, in that episode. Um, yes. Moving on to Sri Lanka under-19s, they had a good win against Scotland. And yep. uh, they won by 40 runs. Uh, and they are playing against Australia on Tuesday. So that's a crucial game. Australia has been doing well uh, recently in, in their warm-up games and they won their first game as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see who yeah. are the new players going to shine in, yeah. in Under-19 World Cup. Every Under-19 World Cup gives you two, three players to look at for the next couple of years. So, I'm excited to see who's going to, you know, put their hand up in this tournament. Yeah, Under-19 is a good pathway or good we generally see who your next lot of players are pushing in or the future next five years how can we pick two or three players from that group to play for the national setup uh, playing in the caribbean I, I mean we've been watching a few games um the grounds aren't in the best of shape no. I mean, the sri lanka versus scotland game didn't look pretty good yeah, uh, i mean it didn't look like good on the ground, ice like you know? a but they have lots of islands there, Bora. So maybe they're, you know, giving opportunities for those islands to host um, a few matches. So maybe that's maybe that's the reason. But I think they will be using, yeah. um, you know, the main grounds. That's my guess. But oh, that's something okay. I have to look look into actually yeah. where they're playing and all that. It'll be a good game. Um, Sri Lanka versus Australia. Tilans in the Tilan Samaria's in the Australian camp as a batting coach. Yeah. Um, and then the Sri Lankan camps got, I guess, Avish and Tilan probably have a good uh, yeah. bit of banter going against each other. Um, they've played a lot of cricket together. So they're trying to outsmart each other um, in different camps. Talking about under-19 players, the one guy who came out uh, from under-19s and done well and, well, basically dominated 
world cricket for the last decade uh, is Virat Kohli. Oh, he has stepped down from the test captaincy after the series loss to South Africa. Yeah, the third test was an interesting one. There was few calls about the umpiring decisions and um, Kohli and Ashwin, uh, they were talking to the uh, stump mic, talking back to the producers uh, yeah. about the DRS decisions. Uh, it was a, it was an exciting series. Like, I mean, it's not easy for Asian side to go and win a series there, but just quietly, Sri Lanka is the only Asian team to go and win a series there. So we'll have to mention Yeah, Kohli. Yeah. <laughs> Asian teams uh, need to have a chat to the Sri Lankan boys, find out how to win there. Um, <laughs> um, no, that was a messy. That's one of, I mean, yeah. I know there are a lot of, we had a few lows in the last few years. That was one of the, you know, massive highs we had within that, you know, period and within that uh, Kusal Jani, uh, unbelievable innings over there yeah. to turn it around. Um, then we had Lassit Temple Denia bowling as well, which was a good um, series for him. Mm. Um, coming back to Virat Kohli and the DRS, so um, the sequence around it. India have always struggled with DRS in the past. I mean, when DRS was first introduced, they traveled to Sri Lanka on the back of that's when Ajanta Mendes was. I mean, he was on the peak of one day cricket, but yeah. it was his debut series in, um, in Sri the Lanka, Test yeah. and he ran through the um, Indian team through DRS and India actually stopped using DRS for a while because they didn't trust what was going on. So they've never been fans of it. And playing in South Africa, it's generally a very tough to a lot, lot of guys or a lot of teams struggle. Um, could be the media, could be the setups around it. Um, but end of the day, that's the home team advantage. I mean, yeah. Here they're saying it's the whole country against Levin. You know, take out everything. If it's that's the home team advantage, you want to play at home. But I mean, DRS is a is an independent body. I mean, they rely on data. They take out the emotions out of it. That's the. I mean, they plot. There's so many data that is plotted, plotted, and they try to read it. Yes, on naked eye, or we try to make assumptions on what we see. Um, but yeah. it's, those are not like howlers where you know it's hitting middle and middle and the umpire's not given it out. Those are those half chances. So um, I think that was a bit over the top. Uh, but it's heat of the moment, isn't it, Bara? You know, yeah. you, things, you know, when you think back, you know, I mean, that's ridiculous to think like you have like few different versions of 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 the way the board yeah. covers. You know, that's yeah. <laughs> You can't too deep that's of an argument you can hold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not I get it where he says where I think they were talking about you're following only the Indian team, you know, shining the ball and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think there's a fair reason behind it, because I mean, we know the ever famous sandpaper gate for Australia, which um the South African media or the channels did follow that. So they they probably feel that bit. That's their job. That, Exactly. Is, that's their job. They that's they look for stories. So you know you yeah. can't blame them. Nah, you can't. So just that I think that this is where sometimes the some governing bodies become you know bigger than the setup. So they need to understand. Look, it's an independent body. It's just yeah. it's an equal game. India is a dominant team. You know, every every country wants to play with them. It's not a case where. 
we don't want them playing everyone wants india to tour and play against them last thing is you want to invite an indian team and cheat against them and you know that's it where you're going to find money after that so um that that's something yeah heat of the moment as you say and he's a very emotional leader virat kohli um, i think he um he plays with a lot of passion and that comes out a lot massively and we've seen it over the period where things become very um yeah aggressive but yeah. he's he's led a different indian team um he's had a lot of success on it as well um so he's i think he's rightfully earned a place as one of the successful leaders in world cricket Absolutely. from what he's done you know i think through his aggression he's pushed a lot of players to come up and you know walk the talk rather than be you know behind yeah. the scenes so he's he a different la- leader different leader yeah. style he led from the front pura you know yeah the last 7 years i mean he he captained 60 as 68 matches and won 40 of them so yeah. that's not only in india all around the world so that's a very that's very commendable and he changed the culture of that team where you know yeah. we talked about this earlier as well you know they prepared wicket they left a little bit more grass and you know he encouraged fast bowlers um uh, you know to select fast bowlers even when they're playing in india and you know that yeah. that made uh, them a better team when they're touring so yeah. and the results show that and like you said um they are a powerhouse and they are the powerhouse in world cricket and that with that comes a lot of pressure to win game so that should maybe that's why everyone was it was a series deciding game and um yeah there's a lot of pressure on uh, everyone like even as a captain virat backed uh, pujara and rahane to play in the team there's a lot of pressure from india yeah. and even from the past players um you yeah. know not to select them but he backed them to be in the team so there's it's not easy to have that kind of pressure day in day out for <laughs> for nearly a decade so maybe maybe that's one reason why he is not making hundreds it's not it's not uh, you know his attitude is you can see he he gives everything when every time he goes out and when he's playing yeah. in that in that team when he leads that team you can see the difference um, in the field everyone is up and about and you know they try to make things happen so yeah i think it's a maybe it's a good change for india you know because virat might have like absolute cracking two three years scoring hundreds after hundreds so it's something we'll have to keep an eye on for the next couple of years because you know he's the he's your best best batsman uh, no matter what well, yeah country mile he's by far one of the best players going around um i mean would have been nice for him to end up his captaincy with a win in south africa he's won in australia he's won in sri lanka he's won you know all around the world so um he's done well it's a good yeah. um legacy that he'll be fall be look back on when you know you see the ganguly era of cricket what happened for india you see in the ranatunga era of cricket for sri lanka what happened steve i think War. kohli has a, a small yes yeah, steve war kohli has a small uh, place in those eras where he can say look this is my team this is what i did um and this is the success we brought so um yeah brilliant leader like we'll get to see more of him on the field uh, as a player um and yeah 
he should be pushing barriers per now on more personal goals because he's changed the setup what he wants from a overall indian setup can't wait to see him scoring hundreds again you know it's it's a treat to he's a treat to watch when he's when he's in its full flow especially when when they're chasing not but not when they're playing against us <laughs> yeah. um if he moves on especially to chasing with us with a he it is yeah, yeah. his record yeah. is brilliant yeah he goes yeah. up a notch when he is chasing against us and it's like wow yeah, yeah. Rest him, rest. Please, you gotta rest him a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Their next test series against us, so I'm a bit nervous to think about. He might come out with big state, <laughs> so yeah. we'll have to watch out for that. Um, we 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 said England were 64, none for 64. Now they're 80. They lost three wickets for 85, and um, Joe Root and Ben Stokes batting at the crease. England. Yeah. not the best ashes series for them you know they were completely outplayed down here in australia what was surprising was the way australia prepared the pitches in this series normally in a test match if you win the toss you normally tend to bat first in australia but in this series they left, left a bit more grass and um, the toss was a, was was crucial to win a test match so and australia made the most out of it and um yeah they england were simply not up to it you know they they didn't select their teams well and um i don't know the preparation wise as well like they had so many injuries they didn't manage their players so yeah, yeah it, it was a disappointing ashes series and uh, not only for england for the fans as well um you know you look forward to see a good ashes series between these countries because people who love test cricket this is this is the best um best series yeah. of test cricket uh, you can watch what are your yeah, thoughts about I, um, i guess still i mean it's a big it's a mass it's an uphill task for england to get this but in um i think the last few games played at hobart a lot of the i mean a lot of first class cricket being played teams have chased down big targets so it's still there it's just the volatility around um, the english batting order how quickly they you know fold apart but they've got the two match winners at the moment in stokes and root fighting it out there um if at all they scrape through and they win it 3-1 is one of their you know best series england's ever had in the last i don't know how many times <laughs> they've toured so yeah. still some amidst all of this they can still get something out of it um where they can put you know some of the pundits or you know the wands uh, and all of them saying look we 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 lost 3-1 we didn't lose 5-0 or 4-0 or stuff yeah. like that so still a bit left there but it's it's looking a very big task um going into the pitches and start, um the prep around that um it sh- it shows from a leadership point of view as well with that we got uh, pat cummins who's the captain of Eng- australia yeah. quick fast bowler you would ask i need the pitches you know to be more live grass we need to push it and as a batsman he can't say anything much yeah. the captains batters <laughs> batting captains i think we spoke on an episode before where captains come in and say make sure you clip the grass out <laughs> yeah make it flat you got a captain who's a fast bowling captain he's gone to the curator 
make sure there's a bit in it you know yeah. um, um it's a fast bowling crew that we've got it we win the ashes this way and the batsmen have to adjust yeah, there's no say uh will because as a captain he know his uh, his strength as a player he knows his strength so he bank on his strength first and then lead on to the team that could be the change i mean mcg is as lively as it has ever been it never was this lively it's been the last few years have been dead rubbers or you know flat tracks um it could have played a part um but yeah they australia had i mean everyone's talking about the depth in fast bowling now in australia when the i mean the few months before they were like we don't have fast bowlers we are not sure if one of these three break down who it is because yeah. james um, patinson retired that was one of the players and jai richardson wasn't sure and mm-hmm. now scotty bowling has come from nowhere and suddenly he's thrown few of the players who were in the mix out of the mix kind of so um he's like no somebody pick now yeah Josh Hazelwood hasn't featured and everyone thought he'll play a massive part but no one's missed him as much saying look when is he back kind of yeah. now it's like oh, you can rest the next test will be all right kind of <laughs> you know you're not saying hurry up we need you so that shows the depth in cricket um Michael Nisa we he had a debut and now he's he's probably you know um I'd like. like yeah um Scotty Bolan look he's is the most accurate bowler going yeah. around now um mm. i think uh, and he's earned it i mean unlucky in the second innings there are a few drop chances off him if not he's you know his wicket tally and his average is unbelievable in a short test career so far for australia um the challenge would be the next period of cricket where they are going to be playing a lot of cricket in the subcontinent yeah um so pakistan to as a good tour into sri lanka happening yeah. um so they'll i mean a lot of players will be testers uh, tested i think manas would be the first one to be you know everyone would want to see how he goes there i mean he's his career has a strong record but they like to see okay as a batter can he cope with spin or can he cope playing in the subcontinent adam wojers had a stellar career Bradman average went to Sri yeah. Lanka had to retire after that you know so yeah. um Rangana era I think put gave him a small early retirement so yeah. um but I think he's a class player he'll handle that but as a test cricketer he'll want to test himself out there it's not going to be easy see over easy subcontinent tour um that will be for australia to work on mm. they'll have to check who, who their spinners are now they can't carry all that fast bowling into the subcontinent yeah. so their their plans will need to change um sri lanka i think we are i think i'd like to just touch base with we are still waiting on our head coach we are still head hunting by the looks of it we're not um doesn't seem like we are preferring any of the shortlisted candidates or the applicants so yeah um, they're not hearing anything so nothing nothing so maybe it's a head hunting scenario which is happening now so big jail could be <laughs> nah, i think <laughs> i think someone close to the exec committee or has worked in the past might be a guy they they'll try to reach out to because uh, they've you know they've built stronger relationships there i've seen uh, navid nawaz in the mix as a local coach who's put his name forward he's done massive i think 
when we were playing in Sri Lanka, he was coaching the under 19s and also yeah. he was in his mix. He was he was a strong performer, like as a coach. Yeah. He was a good manager and good um he he built up some good setups there. He went to Bangladesh, they won the under 19 World Cup, yeah. so he's had good success. That's a good um, but... Yeah, so now it's a next challenge for him. Can he um, you know, coach an international team or Sri Lanka being, you know, at an international stage? So he's on a personal level, he's probably thinking he want to test his that as a challenge. Yeah. Um don't know what the criteria is or what the guys in the you know selection panel are looking for whether they are happy with that to come through or they feel we need a proven performer who's you know at international setup so um an overseas applicant um you don't know what the thinking is happening you've been uh, waiting for the last six weeks yeah not here so yeah. exactly so we are waiting for over six weeks and we by now some whoever's app applied needs to get the nod if not that means there's a hesitancy that means they are looking for we're trying to headhunt or reach out to coaches to see who can come into the mix maybe no one wants to take the job <laughs> be that it's a good package it's just the uncertainty around um, the the longevity i think of the um, of the yeah. post um, yeah yeah we'll keep an eye on that well, we keep saying that and we, <coughs> we keep saying that because no one's coming out with the name. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should wrap it up, Bora. Before that, let's do a couple of questions from our listeners. Yeah. This one is from Steve. He's from Victoria. Um, I listened to you guys talk about the importance of managing money as a professional sportsman. As a Bitcoin enthusiast, I would like to ask whether both of any both of you own any crypto. Digital <laughs> assets, isn't it? Mm, interesting. I do have a bit of exposure into the crypto market, um, but I think things have been really volatile. Um, crypto has been very volatile. Yeah, uh, there's so many coins going around, but from a professional player, uh, I've there may be players in having investments. A lot of, I mean, this is where we touch base about financial planners getting yeah. more, um, or Sri Lankan players getting more exposed to good or, you know, um, licensed financial planners to get good advice to manage their money or finances better. Um, in Sri Lanka, I think the environment about holding cryptocurrency, I don't think there is... Um, it is allowed to trade in Sri Lanka. I'm not 100%. Theo is from Victoria, so he's. Yeah. yeah. So, players, I mean, Britley probably owns a bit of crypto. <laughs> so, um, I think he donated a few cryptos over, um, you know, some Bitcoin. So, a few, I don't know, things sometime back. There, there should be some exposure into it, especially now that um, Bitcoin ETFs are coming through um, yeah. as well. That's so my say with that slight exposure. How about yourself? <laughs> ten, yeah, well, ten, 10 bitcoins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. Um, no, I would say I'm uh, crypto curious. So, yeah. because I don't, I don't invest in the things I don't understand. 
I'm still learning about it. So, but I have a little exposure into Ethereum and Bitcoin. As I said, crypto curious. So I'm still um, looking at it from a distance yeah. and, you know, have a little bit of exposure just in case. So, yeah. But um, I think certainly it's something here to stay. I think it has proved that it can it can sustain, you know, Bitcoin's been there for more than 10 years now. So I think for me, it's, I think it as a store of value, not as a, not as a punt. So, you know, if it comes off, it's not something I will put all my money on, you know, I'll say maybe 1% of my portfolio or something like that. But I, I don't have it that much anyway. So it's just, I'm just crypto curious. <laughs> so just put it slowly. Yeah. Small exposure. I think um, just to quickly wrap up that question, I think, uh, yeah, from a player's point of view, um, NFTs would be uh, an exposure players or professional sports will be looking to head into, uh, especially um, around souvenirs or, you know, what scenario could think MS Dhoni 6 or to win the World Cup, you know, scenario yeah. that as uh, an NFT, um, those are, you know, those kind of scenarios will cater so that that opens that avenue up there again still same here i'm, I'm learning the different um, languages or lingos in the crypto market but it's it's a topic that is that you'd like to know more um so if you um i'm not sure uh, with us um the <laughs> listener malik oh, sorry steve, uh, steve yeah Keen, if he can share a few links or put us in the right direction to, to learn a few into the crypto market, um, we much appreciate that. Let's move to the next one. This one is from Malik from London. Yeah. Have you guys seen the new movie 83? What are you guys streaming, reading these days? These questions are not about cricket, but I don't mind answering them. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, so... I haven't watched the movie, Bara, but uh, I've seen the trailer. It looks good, and I want it's something I want to watch. Um, yeah, what I'm streaming uh, at the moment because I have a seven-year-old daughter. Uh, <laughs> almost all Louis. the I yeah, all the movies <laughs> I watch are uh, children-friendly ones. So I watch Frozen, uh, the Emoji movie, the Hotel Transylvania, like they all those yeah. countless times but uh last year the lockdowns allowed me to watch a tv show that the rest of the world you know everyone in in the rest of the world has watched and i was like the one percent of the world who hasn't watched it um uh the game of thrones i binged through it uh in the lockdowns um that was the last series uh i watched and I like watching Billions on Stan, uh, but I haven't watched it for the last year. So there's a season I have to cover. What about you, Bora? Going back to the question, 83, no, but I'll definitely add it to the watch list. I've just I've done a quick research. It's a good story to watch um, uh, about India's success. Um, what uh, I've gotten roped in to watch, I think... I'm, I'm not sure a um, few of the viewers might, might have already watched it or in line to watch it. Um, I'm guessing for Malik is as well um, King Richard, which has come through um, recently. Um, yep. Will Smith, Autobug, I mean, the life story of, of the dad of Serena and... Uh, oh, nice. 
Venus. William, Venus Williams, uh, you know, the tennis player success story on that. So um, that's number one on my watch list. I'm heading out there so they, at, the, at the end of the podcast to watch that. So, um, yeah, I, I love watching uh, documentaries or anything that, you know, success stories. So, um, yeah, don't haven't been watching a lot of TV series, but King Richard is one that I'm keen to watch and, you know, yeah. learn something. Oh, let me know how you go. Any books for her? I have two books uh, on the way. I ordered two books. Uh, one is San Francisco, Why Progressives Ruin Cities by Michael Shellberger. And the other one is Influence. So they're both, they're both like current affairs and uh, finance. So, Yeah, okay. Um, books, good one. I've read a really good book. Um, hitting against the spin. Any cricket enthusiast, please look it up. That's, uh, I mean, it's a book on written on, through a um, lot of data with uh, scenarios of data. Nathan Lehman's the author. He's oh, the yes. head um, cricket analyst for the English cricket team. So how the success story of the 2050 since, I mean, England had a disastrous 2015 to uh, from there and how they aimed to win the World Cup, uh, which they last won. Um, how much data has changed uh, the uh, international cricket space, which with DRS coming into play, that means all the balls are being tracked now. Um, it gives data on, you know, if a ball pitches half a length at what height it's coming, what speed. Um, what are the effects of LBWs, etc. But it, it is a, um, a cricket geek book, which I enjoyed. So if you have time, look it up. Um, uh, it's on, I think you can get it online or get it delivered, or there might be audio tracks that you can listen into. Uh, that's one of the books I enjoyed. Um, there's an old book, um, which I enjoyed as well, which is out of my comfort zone, which is was by Steve Waugh, his autobiography. Um, again, a cricket book. Um, shows how much of a cricket nerd I am. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look that up. Those two books, I loved it. Um, so I think that would be good for some of the cricket enthusiasm as well as some or certain um i think there are a few guys asking about certain coaching or you know um asking about coaching where they can discuss those books also can give certain yeah. reference points into coaching so they're good now i'll add that those two books to my list as well bro yeah thanks for that we'll wrap it up there bro thank you for listening to this episode um please keep sending your questions and your comments to Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast at gmail.com and give us a follow on our socials as well. Have a good week. Yeah, thanks a lot for listening, guys. Enjoy the rest of the Sri Lanka versus Zimbabwe match. Hopefully, our boys finish on the top, uh, get a win for us to start that series. And we'll catch up with you all next time to discuss more about the topic we love. Cricket. Cheers. Bye bye.